Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's football. Um, no guest host this week, um, but we've got the regular host, Paul's here, to let us know what's going on in the football world and to guide us through the upcoming games, talk about the games that have been. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll all be fine. Don't worry about it. If you're checking us out on YouTube, do us a favour and subscribe. It's a big help to the channel. And if you're listening to us, you can subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, and basically anywhere you get podcasts. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the Riverside Roundup. Let's see, let's see, are we working? Working hard or hardly working? One of the two. It seems to be working. With uh, with absolutely no technical di- technical difficulties whatsoever, we are we are here. Um just me and Paul this week. Uh Paul, what podcast is it this week? This time. Well, if I do this that is usually the case case obviously um it might uh, might give you an indication that it's uh, it's time to uh pack your wellies because we're heading down the riverside Indeed. that's right ladies and gentlemen it's another installment of the riverside roundup let's talk some uh, let's talk some football let's talk some middlesbrough football club let's talk some championship based nonsense and the wider football area for a change sounds glorious uh, is all I can say to that one um, so bit of a um, I've, I've, I've looked ahead and it's going to be a bit of a quieter week this week so uh, from 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 a news perspective I'm like there's got to be some news going down got to be a lot of news so uh in a section that we like to call This Week in Football, what's been going on This Week in Football? <laughs> so, when we were discussing the uh, the ins and outs of the podcast, as there was only one game to, uh, to cover for next week, and we said might be a short podcast this week, yeah, yeah, it might be a short podcast, because not a lot's happened, to be honest with you. Um, I did find one... Not a bit of news, but a bit of discussion, potentially. In the, um, earlier in the week, it came out that, if needs be, um, Boris Johnson's come out and said that he feels that the UK is in a position to host multiple um, multiple matches at the uh, rescheduled Euro 2020. Um, so, obviously, the, uh, the tournament that was supposed to take place last summer got pushed to this summer because of the COVID outbreak, things like that. Um, so it's uh, scheduled to take uh, take place across 12 different host nations this summer. What um, UEFA have come out and said, um, this is this is directly from Sky Sports, so UEFA has reiterated its intent, its intent to hold Euro 2020 across 12 countries this summer. 
Earlier this week, Prime Minister Boris Johnson said the UK was prepared to stage more fixtures, said any of the coast, coast countries would be, be unable to fulfil their fixtures because of the coronavirus pandemic. Wembley is already hosting seven games at the tournament, rearranged by a year, including all three of England's group matches, along with both semi-finals and the final. So yeah, so as it as it currently stands, there's no there's no change to the actual hosting schedule, things like that. It will go on as was um, originally intended, but obviously that could change within the next couple of months, depending on what happens with the remainder of the of the uh, virus, things like that. If things start to get worse in one of the host nations, then. Um, Changes might have to be made. Obviously, the ticketing situation is going to be a bit of a nightmare because I would imagine most of, if not all, the tickets have already been sold yeah. um, and they're not going to be in a position where stadiums can host full capacity for games. So, you would imagine, I think we might have even covered this on a, on a previous podcast that they'd set out an idea of um, fans being able to be back in grounds by around May. Yeah. yeah. So they may they may try and use may try and use um, the last the last week or so of the domestic season to trial fans back in grounds at reduced capacity. So I think it was a maximum of I think the figure that I'd seen was a maximum of ten thousand or half the stadium capacity. Whichever was lowest. So, obviously, for a team like Middlesbrough, their stadium is around 35,000, so half that's 17, 17 and a half. So, therefore, 10 would be what it would be capped at because that is a lower figure. Whereas for a team like Hartlepool United, their stadium only holds about 8,000 people. So, 10,000 is obviously much more than the capacity. So therefore, half the capacity would cap it at around three to four thousand. So it'll be interesting, and in you'd imagine that it will mainly be the teams in the Premier League or certain teams in Spain will try and, and try and do it to see if they're able to work at a reduced capacity and things like that. So just have to wait and see, really, and see what the uh, what the situation is at the uh, the end of May. Really? Or middle of May? I, I can't wait until they get fans back in the ground and then you get footballers complaining that it's too loud. That, <laughs> that'll, that'll just make me chuckle. Um, I saw something I saw something to do with the uh, the budget announcement uh, saying that they were going to make provisions for sporting events as part of the uh, as part of the budget. I wondered if that related to what we were talking about last week with teams saying that they're unable to um, unable to play. Whether there's any reflection on that? Potentially, I, I've not. I've not seen anything. It's not. It's not come upon any of the sites that I've looked at. Um, I think the problem is, is that um, if, if, if if the government steps in to get involved in football, it gets into a bit of a murky territory. Really, with should the government be getting involved? Probably not. Um, it's probably within their best interest to sort of stay stay away from that sort of murky territory, so to speak. Um, like you'll have people that'll come out and say there's much better things you should be doing with your time than getting involved in football-related 
figures and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. uh, I suppose we'll, again we'll wait and see. I suppose, but as it stands, the uh, all the divisions below the National League are still working to the principle that they're not going to complete the season. So, right. oh dear. Oh, one one small thing is that um, I think we just we discussed it on the podcast last week about um, Rangers up in Scotland. Yeah, that they were I think it was seven points from the title. Um, they have played this evening, I believe, and have won, which puts them a point away from the title. Let's have a look. When can Rangers win the Scottish Premier League title? When's the earliest it can happen? We've seen Gerard's Rangers 18 points clear at the top of the Scottish Premiership and games running out. When could they be crowned champions for the first time since 2011? So. Oh, sorry, they've only played one of the uh, of the three games they, they need. So they had their game tonight against Livingston and they won. So that puts them four points away from the title. So obviously. If they win and Celtic win up to the point where they play each other on March the 21st, that would just mean that it's a point needed at Celtic, and then they've got the uh, they've got the title. So, um, yeah, it's uh, they're, they're three points closer to the uh, to the summit, so to speak, as of this evening. Nice. Well, if there's nothing more in the in the news uh, area, we, have, we can we can move on to talking about what's in my book. I ain't talking about my little black one, yes, that's sir. for sure, because it's empty. Um, at time of recording, one of our predicted games is in play. At currently. 74 minutes, Stoke City and Correct. Swansea City are still duking it out. And by the num- by the n- current numbers, um, yeah, it's, it's quite even at the moment, let's say. Um, I, I can see from my, uh, my display here that some people are going to be happier than others. Depending if any more goals happen. Interesting. However, we've got three games to discuss before that. So, uh, what what might happen is we might get through these three games, and that game's finished. Or we might have to predict next week. Next week is a quiet week. Uh, I've just realised that I haven't done the uh, done so the is. grid. Uh, but yes, it's a uh, it's a quiet week. I was I I, I was. Uh, not believing so, uh, I went forwards and backwards and round and round and round to try and find what was going on, and it was just a there are no uh, midweek games, so the games to predict would have been Saturday to Saturday, and uh, and, and we would have podcasted in between. So uh, yeah, we uh, we're just we're just moving on with that one. So let's get down to talking about some football. Uh, last week. We had a guest host, and a damn fine job he did. It's almost like he's hosted podcasts before. It, it, it felt like he uh, he had uh, 
had experience, some would say. Um, as I said at the time, big thank you to Stu for coming and guest hosting with, uh, with the glamorous host. Um, that meant there was a lot of predictions. A lot of games predicted, a lot of people predicting, lots going on. Uh, obviously, no surprises to anybody. First game to talk about is Middlesbrough. And this one is Middlesbrough versus Cardiff City. Now then, what was the score in this game? The score in this game, Andrew, was Middlesbrough 1, Cardiff City 1. Now then, I I looked at this. I looked at the score. I looked at the way it sort of turned out, and I was like, with with Middlesbrough being a little up and down recently, I can't imagine a one-one draws the worst thing in the world. Um, so you know, can you tell me who scored each of those goals? Um, so Cardiff's goal was scored very much against the uh, against the run of play on the, on the, in the first half by Sean Morrison, who seems to be in a bit of a purple patch at the minute because I think that's that's something like three or four in his last five or six games. So he's he's uh, he's rather the goal machine <laughs> central defender at the moment. But uh, yeah, I uh, listened to the first half on the radio as I was. Uh, Waiting for my uh, my good lady partner uh, to finish the shopping, uh, so I uh, was was rather was more than happy to let her shop solo, so I could uh, listen to the, uh, the, the the football. Um, but yes, the the goal was scored against the run played by Sean Morrison from a throw in, no less. So um, that might come up that might come up again when we come to discuss the. Uh, the Coventry game later on, but uh, I, I, I yeah, so kind of a one up. I did see a, a small interaction on the Twitter last night. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, we we we'll, we'll come to that. So, kind of went one up. I got a, uh, I got a message from Tom at one point just saying thanks for the uh, thanks for the constant updates on the game. That was nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so the uh, the Cardiff goal scored by Sean Morrison, and the Middlesbrough reply was scored by Paddy McNair. Indeed, um, he's got many, but what he does, all the vital. Before we get down to the uh, the, the scores here, um, like I say, a one-one. I mean, it's not it's not a loss. So, what what were we thinking on on this game? He's not thinking anything. He hates Say it. again. What 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 are your thoughts on the game? Oh, sorry. I thought the uh, I thought the feed had gone out again there because it's been a bit sketchy the last couple of minutes. Um, sitting in the car was the standard. <sighs> For the first thirty minutes, we were absolutely all over him. So on the radio, it was just basically. Every attack was the borough. They were, you know, 
keeping Cardiff on the back foot. Sounded like they were just uh, they were just hoofing balls into the uh, into the Cardiff box and just hoping that something would stick, um, which isn't is not British Ombolonga's game at all. He's definitely a more he needs the ball into his feet to be able to turn um, to be more effective and yeah, just disappointing first half and then. It didn't get much better in the second half, but they managed to get an equaliser out of it. And uh, yeah, they've—I uh, don't know what's happened in the last couple of weeks because they resorted to almost long ball, for want of a better phrase, shit hours of tactics. Uh, and it's—it's uh, it's not not the greatest viewing experience at the moment. Let's put it that way. Hmm. Okay, so as as we've covered there, it's a one-one. McNair and Morrison. Um, anybody want to guess what I'm about to say? Will it be something along the lines of uh, not only did nobody pick 1-1 one, one, um, of the <laughs> six possible points that could have been gained from uh, goal scorers not a one. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, nobody got any points out of that game. It's fine. Because we'll absolutely rectify that with the next game. And the next game is Blackburn Rovers versus Coventry City. Go on, what was the score? Let's talk scores first. So the score in this one was, surprisingly enough, Blackburn Rovers 1, Coventry City 1. So, an exact uh, an exact replica of the Middlesbrough-Cardiff game, if you will. Indeed. Um, off the top of your head, do you know the goal scorers? I do. Uh, for Blackburn, it was Ben Brereton. And for Coventry, it was Matty James. Yes. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you are, You already know what's coming. I've, I've set it up and I've, 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 I've fired it over the middle. Nobody picked a 1-1 draw. And of the four possible goal scorers, guess what? Nobody picked any goal scorers. But it's fine. It's fine. Because we've got more games to talk about. And more games mean more possible points. I will point out, first half of the week, three people picking, two games, zero points across the board. So we might not be the men for this job. <laughs> But it's fine, because that's not the only reason we're here. Let's talk Coventry City versus Middlesbrough. What was the score in the game? Well, there were three goals scored in the game. All three were scored by Middlesbrough. Yet the game wasn't 3-0. 
Yes, it did, but it did finish in a Middlesbrough victory, so it was Coventry City 1, Middlesbrough 2. 2. Um, so, talk us through how a 3, three Middlesbrough goal ended in a 2-1. So, obviously, as we discussed previously in the in the podcast... The opening goal was scored by Coventry from a long throw, which should be one of the easiest things to defend, as you just get your defenders in place and just get them to head it out. But the ball managed to drift across to the back stick, uh, where Anthony Dykesteel managed to head into his own net, which was not the greatest start. So, yeah, ten minutes into the game, and... Uh, Borough once again find themselves on the back foot. It seems that seems to have been a bit of a a trait, if you will, of, of, of recent games. In that they, apart from the game against Cardiff, they just they don't seem to be able to get themselves going until they're ten minutes in and they revert and they're inevitably one goal down. So it's an alarming trend, and it's something that he needs that Warnock needs to assess quickly and stamp out because it's it's uh, you're not helping yourselves when you're already behind the eight ball so to speak by uh, by conceding within the first quarter of the game um, obviously they managed to they managed to settle the ship and then kick on from there and they managed to get a, an equaliser just before half time um, when I was watching the game yesterday because it was under the red button on Sky Sport they actually brought up an interesting fact I think I'll have, to, I'll have to double check the figures and I can't see them here but the equaliser was scored by Grant Hall mm-hmm. which was his first goal of the season and he was either the 15th or 18th different goal scorer for Borough this season which apparently is the highest number in the championship so whilst there's not a there's not an out and out goal scorer in the team as in, I think the top goal scorers may be. A somber longer? Might have five, but um, they have the most different goal scorers in the team of any team in the Championship. So, whilst they don't have a prolific scorer, they are a fairly prolific team of scorers, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was Grant Hall's first goal since he signed. Uh, and then the winner was scored by George Savile on the 87th minute, having come on in about the 84th, I believe. Let's have a look. When did he come on to the game? So he started as a substitute. Yep, instant impact. Came on in the 85th minute and bundled home the winner two minutes later. Beautiful. It's, seriously, it was one of those... One of those very, very odd goals where um, Johnny Allison got it wide on the right-hand side and basically just dribbled it across the entirety of the box without being touched. Then laid it off to somebody, got in behind, pushed it across, their defenders all missed it and George Savile was basically just there. The ball fell at his feet. He took it a couple of steps on and then almost hit the post when he, slashed, when he lashed it into the, uh, in the back of the net from about a yard out. So... He did his he did his best to miss, but he uh, he did manage to get. He's it. inadvertently scored. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Like, damn um, it. What I, what I did see was that um, he is... I think he's now the... Yeah, here we go. So this is what someone someone pointed out. Uh, George Savile is now joint top in goal contributions this season. So he has five goals and four assists. So he's been uh, responsible for... A, he's been directly responsible, sorry, for nine goals this season. Nice work. So... I can confirm there are points in this game. Just. So, um, <laughs> Paul and Stu did the right thing and put themselves down for a Middlesbrough win. There was no two ones predicted, uh, but Middlesbrough wins were predicted. Uh, me, being the silly sausage that I am, Decided, I'll just edge me bets on this one. Go for a 1-1. So that puts me out of the running for the points, but uh, with with a 1-1, two goal scorers to pick from. No, but uh, I wasn't the only one that couldn't pick a goal scorer in this situation. Uh, so unfortunately, the only points that were able to come out of that game were a point apiece for the hosts. Um, as previously mentioned i will double check uh but as previously mentioned at time of recording and all that gubbins i believe we are still in play with stoke city swansea city uh, it, 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 is, it is still playing it has however just ticked over to the 90th minute i'm a little behind on that so um what we've got is we've got two uh, just the two games to predict. So what I'm thinking is let's get the predictions done, and then we'll just double back on the uh, on the Stoke one. Um, first up, and uh, I'm sure everyone's going to be surprised to hear this: Middlesbrough football, Swansea City versus Middlesbrough. I like to get uh, I like to get in there early, get something nah. in the book, get some names written down. If indeed I predict some scores, some goals is, um, and then I uh, I defer to my illustrious colleague to uh, tell us what's actually going to happen in the game. So, what have you got for me, Swansea City, Middlesbrough? Well. This is one of those anomaly games where it's on a Saturday, it's at three o'clock, and it's live on television. There you go. So My I'll be able to I'll be able to tuck in to the televisual feast that will be Swansea City two Middlesbrough nil. Wow. The reason the reason I say that is because we 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 don't go to Swansea well. I don't I don't think so. The season we got relegated 
from the Premier League in 2009. So for the 2009-2010 season, we won away at Swansea maybe 3-0 or 3-1. Uh, and I think since then, I don't think we've won at Swansea since. So I might be wrong. I could be wrong, but... Um, Certainly, in the last couple of seasons, we've gone there and we've we've been handsomely tonked, uh, and I, I don't see that changing personally. Swansea seem to be they're not on as good a run as they were before, so they are they are in a in a in a worse position, so to speak. But I still think that they'll have just a little bit too much to. Uh, to, yeah, too much for us, unfortunately. Yeah, the last six games, not including the current one that's ongoing, um, they lost at home to Bristol City. They beat Coventry at home. They lost 4-1 away at Huddersfield. They beat Forest at home. They lost to Man City in the Cup at home, so we don't really count that one. And they beat Norwich at home 2-0. So, a bit of a mixed bag. Um, but yeah, sadly, I think they'll just have a little bit too much Borough on Saturday. Of all the things in my life I've regretted, the score I've put down for this game is going right up there at the top. Um, who, <laughs> who have you got down for scoring these goals? Uh, I'll go for Low and Are You. So, a lot of information there that I feel I could have probably done with before putting my score of uh, Swansea City nil, Middlesbrough 2. But, but I'm absolutely sticking by it. This is the one. This is the one where they're like, we're not having it anymore. These are the, They've had our pants down too many times. Not this time. Fletcher's going to put an absolute screamer on them, and I know, I know, we're not. We, he's not our favourite because he started. He was a bit of a firework. He started out great, and then he's just he's just completely died off. But this week, Chubba's coming back, and he's putting balls in nets. So there we go. You heard it here first. Oh god! <sighs> What was it Job said? I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I, thought said, I thought he said Job. I didn't realize he said Job. But yeah, oh, I've made a huge mistake. I've made a huge mistake. So with, uh, with the way we like to work things, and we will completely ignore last week's absolute shambles, uh, and we'll try and see if he's managed to get it right this time, um, we like to look forward to the future and look at what Middlesbrough might face, and then try and predict what Middlesbrough might do against the teams that, that they've got coming up. And the way that we do that is we look at predicting the next team's current game. So, if you followed that, as we know, you're a smarter man or lady than I am. But let's give it a go. 
Stoke City versus podcast third favourite team, Wickham Wanderers. Correct. Hey, see, I can do my job. Now then, as we know, I've already filled my boxes in. More than likely incorrectly. But we're not going to talk about that either. Paul. Stoke City. Wickham Wanderers. This weekend. Go. So. I will go for Stoke City. Three. Holy smokes. Wickham. One. Wowzer. Okay. Goal scorers. Uh, I would like. Whoa! Oh yeah, I've just seen it. <laughs> we'll come to it in a second. Just leave leave the leave the listeners and viewers on the on tenor hooks for just a couple more seconds. It's fine. Um, I will go for <laughs> Powell. So these are all for Stoke. Yeah. Uh, Powell. Chester and Allen. And for Wickham? For Wickham. Wickham. Wick, Wickham. I'll go. Excuse me. I'll go for Ikpiatsu again. Mm, I like that one. see what you did there but here's what I did I edged my bets Stoke City 1 Wickham Wanderers 1 interesting now as I am a man who likes to write the word Fletcher Fletcher scoring for Stoke obviously he's coming off the pitch for Middlesbrough running all the way down (laughs) (laughs) he's going to somehow transport himself instantaneously from South Wales to the East Midlands? Yeah, why not? Or Staffordshire, Staffordshire, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and I also went for uh, Ik Piazzu. Now then, that, that is the end of predicting those games, but are we talking about Pennies, pennies on the dollar. Oh, we absolutely are, Andrew. So, right. you're, quite frankly, outrageous. Middlesbrough 2, Swansea nil, or Swansea nil, Middlesbrough 2 call exactly. is on its own 16 to 1. <sighs> and then your Stoke 1, Wickham 1 draw at 6 to 1 gives you a double of 118 to 1. Meh. We won't be laughing when we're spending it on cigars and wanky beers. Well, Wait, no. You know what I mean. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. So, Swansea 2-0. Wickham Stoke. Stoke. Ooh. Ooh. So, I've gone Swansea 2-0 Middlesbrough at 8-1. And Stoke 3-1 against Wickham at 12-1 to 1, 
giving me a double of 116 to 1. Not far off, then. They're remarkably close to yours. Mm. Although, just before we go any further, as in, just before we go back to last week's games, I do just need to show you this that happened at the weekend. Go. My word. So. Oof. Wow. <laughs> nice work. So I've finally hit on a bet after the year. Uh, after the immense amount of weeks that I've had nothing but losers. Sounds like my, uh, my love life. Moving on swiftly. Um, we have to go back a step. Because as as you may have guessed at this point in time, there was uh, there was a uh, an end to the uh, to the Swansea City Stoke City game, and you might have guessed that there was a little bit of an upset right at the end. Well, sh- shall we say it was a good thing that we didn't just call it at the uh, ninety minute mark? Absolutely. You know, because uh, it's always it's always good to do that when you get a ninety sixth minute. Penalty given to Swansea, <clears throat> which they score and win the game. So, at 90 minutes, Stoke City 1, Swansea City 2. Now then, here's what's interesting about this. Because there's points. And the points get real interesting. So, just doing a little uh, little bit of quick maths on this one. So that guy's got that many points. No surprises that guy's got that many points. Uh, But that guy there's got that many points. And that makes things really interesting. And then a... So, um, unfortunately for you, Paul, no uh, no points were to be taken from the score. You went with a Desmond, and uh, and it wasn't to be. However, you did correctly pick one of the goal scorers. Points for you, sir. One point. I, I think we can agree at this point of four games. And a bajillion goal scorers, not a single point. Resignation is absolutely in the post. Uh, I did not correctly get anything out of this. Uh, I didn't pick a goal scorer, and I picked the wrong team to win. I mean, this was after picking the wrong team to play. So you know, <laughs> we were always off on a bad. Not about that. That was good. But we weren't the only people picking scores, and uh, Mr. Mr. Woodmancy picked the correct team to win, just not the correct score, but it does get him a point. He also picked one of the goal scorers. Two points. What that does for the scores is obviously first half of the week, nobody got nothing. Paul managed to uh, claw something back, a couple of uh, point a game, two points for the week. 
for the whole. This guy can't pick a I can't pick a score or a or a goal scorer to save his life. Probably time to hang the boots up. No points over four games. Mr. Woodmancy though took a point out of the uh, Coventry Middlesbrough game and then took two points out of the Swansea City Stoke City game. If anybody's got a calculator or an abacus or has more than three fingers can work out. He's won it, hasn't he? Three-pointer. I seem to remember this being a thing from the past. Getting these, you know, these guest hosts to turn up and just absolutely run rampant on the scores. Yeah, um, not ideal. Congratulations to you, Stuart. Your prize will be here for you to collect. Well, we can send him something in the post. I've got, um, you know, wanky beer or something. So, as is the way of the of the recent things, we've got a new segment, and it's a very popular segment. Everybody loves it, apart from me, who is currently the only man out there that's having to find weird and wacky things. So, this week, keeping it real fresh this week, still trying to find a baseline as we know, uh, we do not need the recipe for butter icing though, so uh, I'll tell you that right now. What we do need is this one here, going to give you a choice. Your choice is... Do you think that you can tell me which is the smallest capacity football stadium and what is the capacity? Right. Or <laughs> Can you tell me which three players shared? Hang on a minute. Ah, no, because there was I had two there. Three players share the record for most Premier League red cards. Who are they? Or where's that other one? There it is. Which three players shared the Premier League Golden Boot in 2018-2019 season? So I've got a choice. So... Pick your poison. Say it's the state. Go with the stadium. The golden, the golden Boot 3 was, I think... Salah, Mane, and Kane? Mardi? Uh, uh, uh. No, to both. So 
Salamane and Aguero? Oh dear. I would say I'd give you a clue and that clue is that I'm going to have an absolute nightmare pronouncing it. Aubameyang. Is the correct answer. I don't know how I don't know how I feel about that. Should I have accepted your first answer and then I, I can yeah. and then I can take a win on it? That's definitely a loss because I got it wrong twice. I'm assuming Salah, Salah and Mane were correct. Yes, they were correct. I should have clarified that for you. They were correct. Uh, but yes, according to this, the the red card. Did you say it was three players or two players? Three players share the record for the most Premier League red cards, which is eight. Who are they? I think one of them's Patrick Vieira. I'd have guessed that maybe Roy Keane. No. Richard Dunn. Ferguson, Duncan Ferguson. Yeah. So that that would have also gone down as a loss. That's another, that's another X. Oh, we might be finding we might be finding the the good stuff. At, at least what I can tell you is that uh, in in the area in the darkest depths of the internet where you've got to dig down with an actual shovel and pickaxe, uh, I, I stumbled upon. A hundred questions in this quiz. Nice, but uh, but yeah, we can we can always talk about the smallest stadiums in the world. That's that's in the world as well. It's not even uh, it's not even just like Premier because one of them was like the smallest stadiums in the Premier League. I was like, whatever. But yeah, smallest stadiums. I'm definitely intrigued by this smallest stadiums in the world thing, though. Interestingly enough, the second smallest is a UK one uh, but like the majority of them would like just random places around the world but I feel that's one that we should probably save for uh, for another day absolutely obviously now you are going to be like I just have a little look and find out what the 10 smallest stadiums in the world are just in case that comes up again it's never coming up it's never coming up uh, as as it is, uh, like I say, it's it's left to me to to. Uh, sp- I, I spend probably far too many hours a week just going like it's like Inception. I start here and I'm like here and here and here, and eventually it's like, what colour underwear was this player wearing on this day when he scored this with his left foot? It's that kind of level. Well. Well, there is a, there is a, technically there is a question based around underwear that you uh, that you could ask. I'm sure. Uh, as there was a, there was a bit of a, a strange. This is where I think it was either you I think it was UEFA. UEFA made themselves look a bit foolish because I think uh, in a week where there was uh, shock horror, racist abuse by fans in a stadium, um, a player called Nicholas Bentner scored a goal for Denmark and then took his shorts down 
to uh, reveal a pair of sponsored sh- uh, sponsored pants uh, that obviously he'd been told by the sponsor to reveal if he scored a goal. Uh, and I think he was fined something like $15,000 or something like that. Um, and then obviously the the, uh, the FA of the country who had the racist abuse was fined less than he was for his uh, sponsorship. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about so right. So everyone was like, what are, you, what are you playing at UEFA? You've, you've got your priorities completely out of whack there. So sounds familiar. So there we go. If you wanna, if you wanna, so we're getting an idea of uh, of what might what it might take to bring down the giant. Um, and at the moment, it's like rocks and pebbles. But maybe, maybe you have been sitting at home screaming at the TV. Or screaming at your AirPods about, I knew that, I could have got that. Uh, I bet you don't know the answer to this one. Things like that. If that's what you're saying uh, in these sections, there's only one way to find out. And I will absolutely send you a prize. Um, Like a plaque or something like that. A t-shirt, everyone loves a t-shirt. So yeah, if you want to have a go at beat... That's it, isn't it? You basically have to make up T-shirts and just say like, "I know more about football than Paul." Yeah. Send them out, and people people start wearing them, and then people start knowing what it means, and it'll become like a you know, like a, it'll start trending on Twitter, and the next thing, poof, world's our lobster. So yeah, if you do fancy giving it a go, drop us a line. Even you can even drop us a, a social media interaction, Twitter. Paul is prolific on the uh, on the Twitter, especially when Borough are playing. There we go. Uh, it brings us to the any other business section. I certainly don't have any business being here. And uh, and, from me. and the and the gentleman over there shaking his head. So uh, thank you to you, sir, for taking these lovely people through the uh, through the choppy waters known as football. And until next time, I'm going to say bye. And uh, enjoy enjoy the weekend's games. So there you go. What do you think to that? Another one done. Another one gone. More games in the bag. More games to come. What more could you ask for? YouTube watchers. I'm sure you're all subscribers. So, if you're already subscribing, now's the time to go and find a friend or a family member and get them to do the same. If you just like to listen along, that's all fine. We've got no issues with that. But uh, if you could subscribe on your listening platforms, that would be amazing. Everybody can go to thecookiecast.com, check us out over there. Drop us a, a bit of social media love, an email... Or uh, try and get on to the old beat the jock. It's well worth it. So that's it for this one. Until next time. I'm going to say bye and I will see you then. Bye bye.